0: Hey everyone, welcome to Much Love Podcast. This is Kinsey, your host. I am so thankful for all of you guys. Um, Today we have my awesome friend and neighbor, Christina, on the podcast. Um, She's here with me and we are sitting on her comfy couch together, drinking hot tea. Um, And this is like podcast dreams come true. You guys know this. Um, So cheers. (laughs) Cheers. So thank you for coming on here today. I'm so excited. Um, She's going to share a little about herself and other cool things and also talk about living living intentionally. So here she is. She's going to introduce herself.
1: Hi, this is so fun. I've never done a podcast before, but this is like my dream come true. Anyway, I am Christina and I am married to Jean and we have been married for almost 13 years. We got married on 7707 and we have three kids and they are seven and then our middle one just turned four and we have a two and a half year old. And so our life is kind of crazy with a big gap, in between the first two, and a not so big gap between the middle and last. So it's a lot of fun, but um, it's a, it's a lot. And so before, though, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom now. And before being a stay-at-home mom, I actually worked in full-time ministry with a local nonprofit. And I got to go teach our program in our local schools. I went to a different school every single week. Um, got to hang out with middle schoolers and high schoolers. And it was such a fun job. It was a dream job. I worked there from the time I graduated college until I decided to stay home. Um, I loved my job so much because I got to do, the material was always the same, but just getting to go to a different place every week meet new people every week and I'm an extreme extrovert so to not be behind a desk to get out and be a mover and a shaker to get to hang out with teenagers and just kind of pour into their lives and I learned so much from them too and like just building those long-term relationships from sixth grade to ninth or tenth grade was really awesome but I also knew for a very long time that the most important thing to me was if I ever had kids, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. So when our son was about eight eight months old, I decided to take that leap and stay home. And the thing is, when you're working in full-time ministry as an extrovert, getting to have this amazing job, and I was good at it, and then all of a sudden I'm home with this little baby in these four walls where I don't really have other mom friends yet and I didn't know what to do. I wasn't nearly as good at being a mom as I was like hanging out at a high school. Although that sounds cringy and creepy. It wasn't bad, I promise. Um, so, I really wrestled with this and just being a new parent, like confessing all things here with you, Kenzie, like I don't love the whole first year, especially with a first child because it is a hard, like no other, there's no way to really, for me to explain it other than I was tired and I wanted to do a really good job, but I didn't even feel equipped to do a good job. I questioned myself a lot and So that in and of itself, there's a huge learning curve, but I also knew that it mattered and the weight of that was not lost on me. So going from full-time ministry to doing something that I also wanted to do more than anything, um, was just really confusing. And I remember having a conversation with the Lord, um, just asking him what now, what now, Lord, here I am And I don't know where to go from here. And so I really did have to pray through that. I ended up joining a local MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers group, where I was able to connect with a lot more moms who their experience in motherhood ranged from same as me, first time mom, to like, I have five kids. And so um, also moms with postpartum depression, moms that breastfed, and it was great, moms that breastfed and struggled, moms that never breastfed because they couldn't, or moms that didn't breastfeed because they didn't want to. And so there was, was, it was such a beautiful place of like, we are all here because we love our kids, we love the Lord, and let's love each other. And so through that, the Lord made it very clear that he wanted me to just really live an intentional life, to love the people, the, the women especially, whether it was my cousins who were in college or finishing up high school, whether it was, you know, my mom's friends or my friends through church, um, just to love them very well and to be very intentional And the thing is, when you live intentionally and you live on purpose and knowing that that is your purpose, your life looks very differently. It's very counterculture because you don't text out of obligation. You text because you genuinely want to know, like, how are you? I'm thinking about you and I care about you. And just reminding the women in my life that they are loved by God. They are seen by God. Elroy is the God who sees, and he sees all of us, and he loves us, and he chooses us. And to get to say to the people around me, like, no, like, God does see you, and God loves you, and you are chosen by him, even though today is hard, and there's pain, and there's joy, like, you know, in in every single season, in all of that, God is here, and God is real, and God is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. And getting the opportunity to hear from the Lord to say, hey, this is what I want from you, um, was really, really phenomenal. So my husband, Gene, and I, just when he was at work, I would open up our home for moms to come over. Hey, why don't you come over, have a cup of coffee? The kids can play, and we can chat. And so that has turned into a regular thing. And so at the time when this first started, my best friends that I was the closest to lived, my closest friend lived one mile from me. My furthest out friend lived about five minutes from me. And so that was a great time. But then at the same time, a few years later, all of us moved I moved about thirty five to forty minutes from my best friend in the obviously the opposite direction, while another friend went in an opposite direction. So instead of having like my tribe there, my people, we were scattered. And my pastor was pre or he was leading a small group and he was reading from James one, I think it's one one, and the letter is written to the Christians that are scattered and He asked us, like, what do you think that would be like to be scattered? And we talked that out, like, how hard that would be. We talked about refugees and what they must be going through. And then he said, was it more loving for God to keep them together or to spread them out? And that was so profound for me. And I was like, man, like, that's how the gospel got spread. So my husband and I, we started looking to move also And in doing so, we found a house that was not our dream home, but I knew it could work. And I remember walking into this house being like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, I like this. Don't love this, but that's fine. We could work through it. And I remember texting my friends, and I was um, in a Bible study fellowship group, And I said, hey, can you guys pray? Because I really feel like this house is the house that we're supposed to live in, not because it's our dream house, but because of the community and the ability to build a community within our community. And so they prayed, and guess what? It worked. And so my husband and I moved in with our three kids, and um, one of my neighbors kind of had an issue with another neighbor that lived across from me. And I remember her just kind of saying like, oh yeah, they don't like us. And so when somebody says that to me, I'm going to go out of my way to like get to know you (laughs) just so I can be like, but I do like you. And so that's what I did. And so, um, and unknown to me, what transpired, um, about a year later was that, that neighbor lost her husband unexpectedly. And the thing is, when you live an intentional life, that means being willing to step into the pain. That means being willing to not say anything and let them cry and let people feel how they need to feel and not correct them. And so, through that, the first thing I did was um, I, of course, told her I was so sorry, and I took her a meal. And through that loss, that has built a great relationship. I'm very close to her now. My kids refer to her. My son the other day was talking about this grandmother at his house, and we finally figured out he was talking about our neighbor. And my kids view her as a grandmother, and we talk, we watch out for one another, and one of the things that she said to me was that she loved how much I talk about her husband and bring him up. And she said that so many of her friends and family will not because they're so afraid of making her upset and making her think about it. And she said, but the thing is, he's always on my mind. So by, allow, by asking questions about them and their marriage allowed her the freedom and the space to talk openly about him. And so she has thanked me more than once uh, for that. And the thing is, in all all honesty, after this happened, I knew, like, God has called me to live intentionally. And it was, I went to Lifeway Christian Bookstore. I found a great book on grief. And this is probably illegal. Kenzie, I hope your podcast doesn't get shut down. But there were two pages in it that had, like, these really helpful tips. And I took a picture of it instead of buying the whole book. (laughs) And so... But they talked about just, like, being willing to step into that grief and being willing to have the hard conversations. And living intentional today means, like, I mean, I have friends that, you know, I have a friend who, uh, before we lived in the house we live in now, she lived right down the street from me. She was having a bad day. And I said, hey, come over and like, go take a nap in my bed. And she did. And like, also one time I was like, I just need a friend. And being able to say, can I come over to your house? And I slept on her couch while our kids played. And like, That is community. We are hardwired to connect. And so if you know that and you know how often God talked about the church and the ministry of the church to one another, so much so that God says over and over again that lost people will come to know God by the way we love one another. And so that is a privilege to me, and it's such a privilege to be able to have that ministry And what's great is like my kids get to see that. And this is not to brag on myself. In fact, you've probably seen this on Pinterest. I also stole it from my mom's friends. But at Christmas time, we sat out a basket full of goodies and some bottled water with a little note that said, if you're dropping off a package, pick up a snack. And I just did this to be, you know, cute and funny or whatever. And like, I mean, also helpful and kind. But, you know, and I didn't say to my seven-year-old, hey, son, this is what we're going to do. I just did it. And he read the sign, and he said, wow, Mom, like, that's really kind of you. And so at BSF, there's something that the lady says, and I'm kind of drawing a blank. She said, basically, more uh, more is caught than taught. And that's one of those things where in ministering intentionally to others. My kids are seeing this and they welcome people into our home with open arms and it's teaching them how to love others well. And I don't have to sit down and teach them and train them in that because they get to be a part of that. And truthfully, like that's how my dad is growing up. My parents had people over all the time and people trusted my dad and they could confide in my dad. I could trust my dad and confide in my dad. I still do to this day. And to be able to be that person for other people is really, really healing for everybody. It's safe. And if we're honest, like so much is put out today through social media the good, the bad, the ugly. But to have that connection of face-to-face where you put your phone away and you really do just connect makes people feel so loved because it is so countercultural. And the thing is, it's actually super easy, it's fun, and it's a great way to connect and just love on others, um, And so the other thing, too, that I think is important to know is whenever I was in high school, I felt called to be a stay-at-home mom, and the other thing I felt called to do was become a therapist. So this past fall, I actually started grad school to go do that, and I really struggled not academically. Um, which is funny because everybody assumes that. They're like, oh, because it was too hard. And I'm like, actually, no. I had straight haze, not to toot my own horn, but hello. Um, But because I just missed the life. I didn't get to see my friends as much. And I remember one of my dear friends, I was talking to her about it. And I said, yeah, I just, like, I don't get to connect. I don't get to Be with my people. I don't get to live this intentional life. And like, I feel like I'm betraying myself in that. I feel like I'm betraying that calling a little bit. Like, I'm kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. And she looked at me and she just said, Hey, it sounds like God is really trying to tell you that what you were doing before is enough. And y'all, like, that hit me like a ton of bricks because in the back of my head, you know, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a two. I I strive sometimes to feel loved and feel accepted. And I don't do that with my friends. Like when I'm talking about living intentionally, that's not my motivation. Um, but to hear somebody say like, no, that is enough. Like, because ministry sometimes can look like the big thing, you know, and like, Kinsey and I were talking about how, the story of Elijah, I think it's Elijah, and how, you know, this this huge wind blows through, but God wasn't in that. And then this huge earthquake, but God was not in that. And this huge fire, but God was not in that. And he whispered his name. And then he said, Why are you here? And then he tells them, Return to the wilderness on your way to Damascus. And so Feeling like the Lord is saying return to the wilderness was huge for me. And then finally, I was seeking just some wisdom and mentorship through this. And I asked one of my cousins about everything. And he said, okay, well, why grad school? Why therapy? And I told him. And then he looked me dead in the eye. Have you ever had those conversations where somebody is looking at you and it's like they can see your soul? But you know that the Lord is like right there. And he said, okay, but what's the higher calling? And I was like, oh, snap. It was just like my friend saying, I think the Lord is telling you that this is enough. Just like that gentle whisper, God is yes, the big things sound like the best things, but sometimes it's not. It's that gentle whisper. It's the higher calling. And what's so great is, I mean, I had to grieve that not going to grad school when you, I mean, even my husband said, since I've known you, this is what you've talked about. And to walk away from that and to close that door to say that, like, that's not the path and that you thought for 20 years that that was the path and the opportunity is laid out before you and suddenly you're like, hold up, this is not the path. I try to tell him, like, it's kind of like, you know, when you're in college and you have that best guy friend and you're like, oh my God, we should totally date. I would marry him. And then you go on a date, and you're like, abort mission, abort mission, no. But because you went on that date, you have no question that he is not the person you need to be with. So I broke up with grad school. And so now I get to be back home in my wilderness. And the great thing about that is with Elijah, like, that wilderness is where he got rest, that wilderness is where he got fed and then he also got sustained and God protected him and God kept him. And so I just think that living, you know, intentionally, um, like I said, it's easy. And also like, I think it's important to note too, that at the end of the year, 2019, I had withdrawn from grad school and I was in this awkward, like, okay, so like, I don't know what to do next and I really just prayed about it and I just started inviting my friends back over and I felt like my word for 2020 was restore and I love that like I love God is all about rec- reconciliation, redemption, restoration and so it's been so good to like have friends back in our home. And like, I finally feel like I'm like, okay, I'm settled back into this. I have closed that door on grad school and let that go. And you know, like, yeah, my house is messy. It's not always perfect. And my hair is greasy. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I even wearing today? I don't know. Am I still in pajamas? And how long have I been in pajamas? But just allowing people to see my own mess and welcoming them into my mess, I mean it really disarms people, and it really makes people feel like they don 't have to have it all together to be here, and they don 't and I will say this, this is a really cool story too is that um being in this neighborhood, I have made connections here with with Kinsey and then like another one of our friends, Jillian, who I met through Instagram, I started following her account like years ago her business account, didn't even, I thought she lived in Texas or California. Turns out she's in our neighborhood. And just to see, like, that thread and how God, like, the Holy Spirit is the one that truly weaves us together. Um, But really, ultimately, like, my heart is to create a safe space that people can just come as they are. They can just be here you don't have to have it all together. And that's great because, like, look, when you when your standard is, hey, come as you are. You don't have to have it all together. You're also setting the standard for what they expect from you. <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I have food to feed you, but my goodness, like, we'll come up with something. Yeah. And so, like, just those little things and just giving yourself permission to not have it together gives your friends permission to not have to have it together, too. And I think that that's the grace and the beauty of communication and the grace and the beauty of just who God desires us to be. And you know, I really do think that God looks down on all of his children here playing together, his daughters having conversation about him. And You know, like, my friends are loving on my kids. I'm loving on their kids. And, like, I really do believe that he looks down, and he is so delighted. And, like, nothing brings me more joy when my kids are getting along and playing together, and they're laughing, and they're giggling. And it's like, as a mom, I'm like, yes, this is the good stuff. And so I know that it delights our father, and I know that he just loves that. Oh, and then the last thing I'll say, too— is when we bought this house, I told my husband, like, this is my desire. And he was like, yeah, let's do this. And so we prayed over our home for that and just prayed that this would be the place that God, you know, wants, like, allows people to come here and just taking that seriously. And I have a sign in my kitchen that says Shalom. And that's our prayer over our home is shalom. And it's the word for complete peace, complete whole peace, the peace of God that just like dwells here. And so there are things about my house, like we have prayed over our home that shalom and like God would be here and that that peace would just go all through our home. And what's so funny is, and I I just told uh, you this, Kinsey, that um what's been so cool is every single one of my friends has said to me, "Man, I love coming to your house. It's so cozy and I feel like I can just be here." And every time I feel like the Lord and I just kind of wink at each other like, "Okay, God, thank you." Because that's the thing too is like in hearing that, it just confirms that I am doing exactly what God wants me to do and it's not that big thing It's not getting that master's in counseling. It's being exactly who I am, where I am and welcoming people and doing the same to them and and just saying to them like, yeah, like all of our brokenness is welcome here because of who God is and who we're not. So thank you so
0: much, Kinsey. That was really fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode Um, It was a lot of fun doing this with Christina. Um, We had a lot of good talks about the Lord, and it was just really fun. So um, I have been praying that God uses her heart for living intentionally and all the things that she talked about um, and do whatever he wants to do in your hearts, Um, even if it's only for my heart. It is good because just listening to her talk, God was working on my heart, and um, it was really good. I'm also praying for all of you guys i know i always say that but i really am um and for open hearts and for all of your lives your um daily lives and throughout the week um to do that please just direct message me on any of my accounts um Kenzie adams or the much love podcast accounts um and i'll be praying you guys just direct message me um and i'm also praying that god will lay on my heart whatever he wants me to talk about for the episodes um He knows what you guys need to hear. Um, A funny thing that kind of has been happening this week. um, Jensen has been giggling before bed or before naps. And um, I know I said before he was like falling asleep on us. And then now it is all giggles. And then we're laughing back at him. And it is just so funny. Um, I literally lay him down laughing. And then he falls asleep somehow. Um, So that's been so funny. I'm very thankful for this little boy. Uh, He brings a lot of joy. Um, I think I mentioned to you guys um, these people, but Indy and Milo have been on my heart so much. Um, I know it's crazy. They're on social media, and I'm a stranger to them. And there are a lot of people in our own town that are going through similar things um and my heart hurts for them too but um indy is back home thank the lord for that um she did relapse with her cancer but they are doing um juicing and uh supplements and she is so happy it seems on um social media and um just being at home with her family at home um i can totally relate being at home is amazing (laughs) um way better than I could imagine the hospital, so, um, and, um, baby Milo, so he was another one with cancer, um, he was about, I think, 100 days in the hospital for this specific hospital time, um, and he's had cancer since he was two months old, and so now he's, like, about a year and a half, I think, um, anyways, he took a turn for the worse on Sunday morning and passed away Sunday night, and you guys, I, again, I know I'm a random person in this world. There's so many people who know of Milo and are praying for Milo and all of that. And our hearts are just broken for this family. Um, yeah. So please be in prayer for them and for Indy's family and Indy. Um, but yeah, I know so many people are having to lay their babies to rest in the ground but praise you lord that you are with them um we get to pray to the almighty god the holy god from the old testament and now i mean he doesn't change and he is on the other side in heaven getting to hold our loved ones and hug our loved ones. And so I imagine as Milo's mama is praying to the Lord, he's holding Milo and he's like, my child, I am holding your baby. Um, He is safe. He is happy. He is whole and restored and not sick anymore and walking and laughing. And you guys, what a cool thing that is. That doesn't make the grief or um, any of that really easier, I'm sure. But what a cool thing that is. Um, anyways, so Mar is just you know thinking about them a lot and praying for them. Um, so I think for the 15th episode, Christina gave me this idea. I'm gonna do a Q and i I'm asking all of you guys to send all of your questions, your thoughts, comments. Deep things or not deep things, um, a topic or something you guys want me to talk about specifically on the podcast, um, personal questions, really anything. Um, I may not know the answer, but I will go look in His Word and I may go ask people. Um, I will find you an answer um, or at least try. Um, so you have a couple weeks to send those in. I'm just giving you a forewarning because um, I want all the questions. Um, I'll be posting on all the accounts um, a post where you can go and comment your questions or you can direct message me or um, I think I'm going to do a story with a box on there. You guys, I've never done a story before. I'm not tech savvy or social media savvy, so bear with me. Um, But I think I'll do that and you can leave your comments or questions in that box. Um, And I may do that a few times. We will see. Um, but yeah, so thank you for that ahead of time. And also thank you guys for listening. Um, also if you guys want to be on here, message me, like I'm all about, um, you know, just sharing, like sharing people's testimonies. Like that is so cool. I love hearing people's testimonies because it points to our Lord and how he is and how he loves us and how good he is. And just, I love that. So reach out. Um, Yeah. So thank you guys so much. Much love.